Hello and welcome to Hockey Development Talk. Um, today I am with Connor Jameson. Hello, Connor. Hi, Gary. How are you getting on? Uh, very well, yourself? Yeah, good. Good, thank you. Good. Um, do you want to introduce uh, who you are, where you're at, what you're doing, etc.? Let's quick, uh, brief introduction and then we yeah, can get well, stuck in. Um, I'm Connor. I'm currently a director of hockey slash player coach. Sorry, director of hockey doing a player coach role at Southport. Um, previously, this is where I grew up as a junior. Um, actually, played a bit for you at the British College stuff after KGB College. Um, then I went on to Sheffield Hallam, did the university there, played a bit of National League there. Um, I did a brief season, so I'd say a brief season is three to four months at University of New South Wales in Australia, played a bit of Sydney Prem, did a year at Oakham School, um, just coaching and teaching a little bit and then last year I did a year at DTV Hanover in Germany and then this year I've come back got involved with the player pathway and doing this uh, doing this sort of job at Southport. It is yep and then uh, set up the thinking coach as well yeah. which was actually when he was out in Germany is that correct? Yeah so when I was in Germany it was it was it was pretty difficult I mean the playing side of things was really really good um, but I can't speak German. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of an issue, um, but we got through it. And I had all these ideas, and I remember looking at my book, and I had all these notes and session plans. I just thought this this would be better on like a digital format, so I just mm -hmm. put all my ideas onto Instagram and labelled it the Thinking Coach, and it's sort of just grown from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty, it's definitely cool. So, which we'll come on to in a minute. So we'll, we'll split this into two. We'll go Southport and then we'll go Thinking Coach. So yeah. Southport, you've you've come back. It's where you grew up. It's where you is where you started hockey. Is that correct? Yes, when I started hockey, yeah. Okay, so you're back like home club. Um, what's been going on really? Well, where where do we begin? Um, well, when I left, I start when I left. We had five men's teams, and I think we had three yeah. ladies' teams, and we had a massive junior section with Beavers and Badgers team. Yeah. Um, now we've only got two men's teams and two ladies' teams and only a Beavers team. So yeah. I've come back, and I guess it's partly to do with the thinking coach stuff as well, is I want to put everything that I've learned from Australia, from when I was at Oakham, from university, from Germany, I just want to put it all into one project, Yeah. Um, pick the best bits from what I've learned, and that's what I'm trying to do last year and this year. Cool. Cool. Um, so let's start off with then having a look at uh, with Southport as it is. You you came back. Um, you obviously, you were coming back from Germany. You've had a discussion with them. What what was the first thing you wanted to get stuck into? Where where did that sort of begin? Um, what do I want to get stuck into? Um, I just want to see what people like on the pitch. I want to see people yeah. off the pitch. Um, numbers were low. Yeah. Uh, Training numbers were low. The training numbers were always low as a kid when I was training. We used to have sort of five to ten people turn up to training. It wasn't much coaching going on. Really yeah. get to the top of the D and hit the ball to the keeper for a bit. Yeah. Maybe play a bit of football, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's been complete contrast this year. So I haven't really had less than 30 people at men's training every week. Yeah. Um, I think it's just giving people something to buy into. Yeah. If we've said... We, sorry, we have said that it's a sort of three to five year project to grow the club. And yeah. some people think, oh, I want to be part of that. And people really buy into it. Okay. Well, so ha, what what was the, what did you sell them? 
I suppose. What did, did you sit with him? Did you did he create a player meeting? What yeah, was it that you meeting. did? Uh, we had a meeting at the start and we just said, what do you really want to get out this year? Um, I have personal things that I want to get out this year. Like I wanted to win the league. I wanted to grow the club. Um, and then they had sort of stuff like, oh, we just want to, um, we just want to have be more social side off the pitch kind of thing. And then we just sit down and talk about how we do these things. If it's being more social off the pitch, everyone can can come for a drink after the game, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people did also want to win the league as well because they just come off the back of a relegation. So then we set some foundations on the pitch, sort of pressing outlet, attacking principles, defensive principles, work to our strengths, minimise our weaknesses, that kind of stuff. Cool. Okay, and was that across the club with men and ladies as well, or? Yeah, so um, so yeah, across the club. So we got four teams. Um, the men's first team and second team both came first in their leagues. So there's two promotions there. Uh, the ladies, the ladies first team came second, got promoted as well. Um, ladies twos, a bit of a different, um, bit of a different challenge for them. It's it's more about getting numbers out on the pitch and just sure. generally getting used to each other. If they could have the same 11 each week, I think they'd be quite happy with that. Yeah. Um, and the juniors is just trying to get the numbers growing, trying to push kids up into the, um, into get, get the kids some, some senior minutes and then get the younger kids coming through. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So it was nice that the, the club allowed you to sort of bring in your own sort of philosophy and you kind of, you had some of your own ideas and you've taken some of the, the club ideas. So, to get people to to train in, what was the the first thing that you did, or what did they do? Did they just they sort of like promote? We've got a new coach come down. What what, what sort of what happened? Um, I knew a lot of people here already, so I knew the yeah. captains. Um, when I came back, when I was a German, I came back at Easter. And right. I sat down with the the chairman and I joined it. I knew there was a a junior section. It was always Tuesday nights at six o'clock, and yeah. I was down to the pitch. I live about five minutes from the pitch. Went down, said hello. Um, hadn't seen them for like three or four years. I said, do you mind me? Do you want me to give you a hand? And they were like, yeah, get involved. So I just took a few of the kids and I just thought, there is potential here. There's yeah. potential here to do something to grow the club, definitely. Um, and I think I came I came back to them and had a chat. And I said, I just, this could be something I could work on next year for you if you want. Um, I know that if we connect the dots with... The school and the locals, uh, sorry, the, the club with the local schools, um, high schools around the area, the university nearby Edge Hill. Yeah, this could be something that really helps the club grow. And obviously, okay. it means a lot to me because it's it's my home club as well. Yeah, it's not just like going up to a, a random club and there is a bit of there's a there's a bit more behind it. No, that's good. That's good. So then, obviously, that happened. So then you've come back. Yeah. You then you've you've got the senior teams to consider as you mentioned there you've got the junior teams to consider and the junior trying to increase numbers and then you also mentioned the university so ultimately there was there were three things to to get stuck into yeah kind of spoken there about setting out what they wanted to do with the adult teams and you had a meeting and obviously training numbers have, in, have improved which is awesome yeah what happened with the juniors what 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 happened there obviously you've you've obviously got coach that you've got to work with here so do you want to talk yeah. us through how did that work like i'm by no means i'm a coach developer but it's that's something i'm working on at the minute is trying to get other sort of volunteers and coaches to yeah. coach in a, a similar style that isn't technical heavy yeah it's more obviously more games based because that's a it's a current theme at the minute around coaching um 
but I do still think there is a, a little place for the technical sort of shaping in in sessions. Um, so yeah, it's with the juniors. It was heavily games based and constraint led, and that that really that showed towards the end of the year when we were able to push a few of the older kids up into the senior teams and seeing them do things that I. So I'll give an example. We've had one with uh, sorry, one with us at summer league. And we were asking for the ball to come out because uh, he's in the corner. And then he did something that he beat a player and went down the baseline and ended up getting in a better position than what I was saying to him to bring it out. Yeah, yeah. I'd step back from that and think, I'm a little bit proud of that because he's gone and thought for himself. Yeah. Um, and that could, I'm pretty sure that could only be achieved by the way we've coached this year. Absolutely. Yeah. He solved the problem. Yeah, yeah. He, he solved, solved the problem. Like, he found a decision. Um, and you know, it, it was a success, but how many times that wasn't a success in training or wouldn't have been a success or would he have ever tried that without doing some, some of the scenarios in training? Who knows? So absolutely who knows, but yeah, you know, you, you've, you've nailed that there. Um, so what, what, how many helpers do you have at juniors training? How many? Um, so we have the chairman, we have Stuart, we have Heather, who's one of the young volunteers. Yeah. Usually, usually the three of us, but then we've added a few more this year. So, okay. um, a few of the people from Ed Chill have helped out. Yeah, oh, um, as students. Yeah, a few students. Okay. Um, another one of the men's first teams helped out, and um, trying to get some parent volunteers involved as well. Yeah. I actually got that idea from one of your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there, yeah, and that's good. That's good to hear that you at least you listened. <laughs> so, um, so when when it comes to the junior the junior training, um, do you or have you, should I say, have you seen a bit more of a buzz from a the children, but b more people wanting to get involved? Yeah, definitely. Um, the one thing I don't want to do is have kids at the end be asking, "Are we playing a game?" Yeah, yeah, because that's. Yeah. I want like the first thing to be to do. Sorry, the first thing they do when they come is to play a game. Wherever it be a warm up, might not even have the stick and ball. Be a game. Yeah. Um, stick and ball warm up has to be some sort of game, and you get away from that question. And they, I think they do. They have bought into it a lot more. Um, for the for the younger ones, so we've started this thing called hockey minis as well for under eights, um, and that is mainly sort of me and my ball time stuff. Yeah. And then there's a few games at the end. Um, that's been that's only we're only still working on small numbers. So we've only had sort of six by the end yeah. of the season join, but at least we've got a, like a platform that we can work with now. So when they get to the junior level, um, it's they're already up to speed with how hockey is and little simple things that you don't you have these problems with schools where I go into school and kids will be holding a stick the wrong way around, um, that kind of thing. You know the real sort of simple basics of hockey, left hand. Top right in the middle, use the flat side of the stick, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If that, you know, if that's if that's the what what it's helping them with, then obviously they can explore where they might want to put their hands and and yeah, you know, um, to make it easy for them, and that that's great. Um, so that under eight section there, that that then obviously feeds in. So that's growth. That's obviously yeah. growth. So six more kids than they did have before, and yeah. obviously with numbers and affiliation and stuff like that, that's really important for the sport. So that that's great attracting more juniors you your role has been going into schools hasn't it yeah so this is there's two parts to it so one part's been really good and one that one part we can definitely i plan for next year that we can get better at so i've cool. been into primary schools i've been into high schools went into local college it's good 
Um, teachers are enjoying it. The players are enjoying it. Um, kids are asking about more about hockey. Um, lots of questions being thrown around. The difficult part I find, I don't know if any other club has this issue, is trying to bridge the gap from the school to the club. Yeah. So we haven't had the opportunity this year to run a inter-school tournament or festival, however you want to word it, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and that's something that next year that I'm going to be quite sort of focused on is putting sort of a program towards the school so I can come in for six weeks to eight weeks. Um, on the eighth week, we go down to the club or we go down to the pitch and we have a inter-school inter festival. Yeah, inter-school festival, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's, another, there's a little side problem as well that our pitch is at a high school. It's not at our clubhouse, which I presume a lot of people sort of have that yeah. issue as well. Um, one thing that our cricket section do really well is on Friday nights, they have all the kids on the field playing cricket um, and all the parents are in the bar. And it's it's like the ideal scenario because kids can the parents can come in, drop the kids off and then just go get a drink or go have a chat, whatever, go have a coffee. Yeah. Whereas we are just up the road, like two minutes, three minute walk. But there's nowhere for the parents to sit. So um, it's a little bit more difficult in that challenge. We've got to almost provide something for the parents to do while the kids are playing. Mm, mm. Which kind of feeds into um, what we've done at Summer League is we've had it on one half the pitch. We've had the kids play hockey just because they want to carry on. They're excited about hockey, which is yeah, really good. And on the other half, we've had sort of parent hockey or back to hockey, a bit of walking hockey. Yeah. Um, so they've got something to do as as the kids are playing yeah yeah and it's been that well i say it's been nice there was a, a couple of weeks where it was abysmal weather i'm i'm assuming uh, yeah. uh, um but but uh generally you know the weather's nice people are, are quite happy to to do stuff this time of year it's a really good time to try and generate new numbers um it's definitely you know people will say oh get to the end of the season um, right, we're going to have the summer off and then we'll be back in August pre-season. Unfortunately, the, the top time to get new people in is now, you know, and it's a, it's a real thing. And what you've just described there is just like a pitch up and play, a, a pay and play, a give it a go type thing is is awesome. There's is limited structure. Um, but again, uh, how many of these people that are going to come to you on that evening that are playing at the same time as when their children are, may pick up a stick next season possibly one or two but what but what it might mean is is that when junior training's on you might want to run this all the time all year round yeah um to keep to keep those kids uh to keep the parents sorry happy um it's good it's, it's you know it's good marketing that you've done there that, i like that that's it's the sort one, of stuff um, it's one thing that i saw in germany that i do really well so they have their outdoor season we had i think they had the first four games um from about August, no, sorry, September, and then they had October off. Yeah. Sort of pre-season for the indoor league, and then indoor would go November to February, have March off, and then April till June was the rest of the outdoor season. Yeah. And the yeah. weather, the weather in May, June times, it's it's great, and there's loads of people out watching. It's really really good. I thought that's something that they've they've got nailed down really well. Yeah, for sure. No, that's that's really good. That's really good. Just going to take you back a step. Festivals, um, obviously hindrances that you know, your pitch is at a high school, yeah. um, and you, you obviously need to 
to obviously try and use their facility. Um, so two, two points that I was thinking about there is when, when were you thinking about doing your festivals in school time or was it like after school? Was that is that um, something you considered? Probably at the end of the program, so or end of the six weeks before yeah. term, uh, a Friday after school, I think. I think school, yeah, that. yeah. You know, could uh, I suppose here it could be what other clubs have done is where they 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 liaise with the school and get some year 11s or even sixth form if it's got a sixth form to be the leaders that help run the event. Uh, so yeah. again, school are a little bit more bought in into that, and I think that that'll be great. Um, the transition from primary school to to a hockey club, the festival bit has been the biggest impact on kids making that transition period, especially when it's held where the club trains or around that area so i think um i think we were going to decide to do it at the club just do it on the grass on the grass yeah yeah no, i think that's again it's okay with the uh, groundskeeper yeah, yeah that's, um, <laughs> i think because it is, it is the big key if you can it's hard to keep both sides of um the parents and the the kids happy if you Absolutely. can get both of them on board yeah uh, if you, sorry if you can get the parents on board it's half the job isn't it yeah well it's probably 75 percent of the job because if they're happy to come back then uh then they're, they're certainly going to bring the kid so yeah, yeah. so that, that's really good and numbers wise I, I haven't looked but um do you know roughly what the impact of your school delivery has had on the club has it gradually increased has there been a big increase you don't uh, have specific with numbers but there's been an increase but it's not been as much as i'd like okay the, the amount of school coaching i've done so i've yeah. added about I don't know about five to ten players to the junior section. Right. I think, okay. but I think with the amount of schools that I've done this year, there's still a, there's, we're still missing quite a few. I think a few yeah. more will be added next year, and I think these the, the festivals will definitely help with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, another little tip from some other clubs that I've chatted to, and again putting it out there for others to to use is what type of flyer do you give out when you go into the school? Is it is it offering? session one free or how does that work that's often been some feedback that i've got from some clubs is that they give out a flyer that says bring this with you for your first free session okay, so right yeah and again I, just I don't, some, want, I don't want to make a flyer that you know people just put in the bin, bin, yeah. bin yeah 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 so that's definitely been something bring that with you uh, and it gives it a name where you have to put the child's name parent name and a contact number or contact email um on it and uh they hand that in then that's that's been it because then you've generated their information you've you get their information obviously it's a bit harder now with gdpr because you're going to get you have to dispose of that information correctly and and all that but certainly that's certainly been of help previously um and that might help with your transition or any other club's transition that's but i think the, i think the good thing is is that you're getting into schools you're getting the the sport some visual which is brilliant um, some exposure you're getting the club name some exposure you are seeing a gradual increase in people come in um that's fine you know an extra if imagine if it was 10 i don't know what your membership is but imagine it was 50 pound for the year 10 kids come in that's 500 quid it's 500 quid yeah. that the, the club didn't have so um for juniors so i think that you know, we always have to look at it as a positive the success is you're getting out there and doing it the challenge now is to try and make the transition um, I think that's great. I think what you are doing is brilliant. We need to keep it going. We just need to support and figure out how we can um, get more people in. And obviously, you're in the north where um, you've got Julie as your relationship manager. And again, just have a yeah. quick chat with her and see what we can see what we can do. But that's definitely a positive step for sure. 
Um, university. We mentioned the university link earlier. How how's that working for Southport, and what's that sort of generating? Um, so, as with so I've, I've gone in and I've started coaching the Edshill ladies team. Um, it depends how you want to judge judge the success. We've had three three of them join Southport, and I think that had a big um, that had a big say in how the ladies did at the weekend for Southport because these were three pretty good players that come in. Um, they also won their league on the books league on Wednesday, so they've gone up to two A, um, which is I think the highest um, edge I've ever got. In the nice. Um, on the other side of it is, I didn't. I decided not to coach the men's side because um, Ormskirk, um were in Southport's league, so a lot of them played for Ormskirk, so it was a bit of conflict of interest. Okay. Um, but my, maybe um, I might be coaching next year the men's side because obviously Southport got promoted so there's no conflict of interest anymore with them um yeah hoping to add a few more hopefully from Edshaw men's to the to the men's section of Southport but it, uh, from an outside point of view it's been really really good actually yeah connection and any of them just supported with just volunteering even though if they're not playing for the club have they supported you with any delivery in schools or events that you might have run or anything like that or um one of the girls is undergoing so she's done her i think she did her introduction to hockey coaching a few weeks yeah. ago and she's already booked on for a level sorry not a level two it's a uk coach yeah okay three day the three day one yeah yeah, yeah the three day yeah. one she's on that because she wants to get more involved with club okay. coaching next year as she's just finishing uni but she's staying in the area so excellent provided a really good um person a work hockey person to the club uh, no that's great that's great some some other clubs have gone out and created links with universities but actually not necessarily from the playing side just from a sports course the students are there all the hockey clubs there and the They've gone, actually, look, you're doing sport or you're doing you, you're playing for the university hockey side. We're just looking for some volunteers. Um, and I think, again, what you've created there is just that little link between Southport, the university. Yes, the hockey club. Yes, at the minute, it's just the ladies, maybe the men's. But can we drip feed some of those into to sort of, you know, creating a little bit more of a volunteer base to help you and take the burden off? But long term, if that's in people's minds that, oh, I go to Southport and I just go and help out with the juniors. Yeah. Over the time, that becomes, you plant know, seed. Plant up. seed for it to blossom. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And more, over the years, that just takes off and yeah, they don't have to play. It doesn't matter where they play. But actually, if they come in, they might come and play for you, which is brilliant. But actually, the volunteering side of things, which are often where clubs really struggle to be able to grow. So, and a university link is huge for that. So, Again, it's just something that you've started and now it's like, what can you do to take that further? Brilliant. Some brilliant stuff, though. Um, cool. So that really talks about Southport, you know, junior sections on the increase. Yeah, it's hard work. You're going out delivering a lot of hours. Yeah. Uh, the, the senior section, you, you do some great stuff. More people that train in success on the pitch. If we look at results wise off the pitch, a bit more social. People seem to be having a bit more fun, which is what you're mentioning as well, which is which is great. Is there anything else around any of those two at the moment? Uh, we got nominated for Club of the Year, um, so we ended up going to Leicester for the England Hockey Awards, which was yeah. amazing because we were, well, we were rubbing shoulders with some of the biggest clubs in the country. I know London Wayfair has won it in the end, but I mean, just to be in the top seven was was amazing. Yeah, that's amazing, amazing. And was that due to the work that we just spoke about there and all the yeah, links? Yeah, yeah, just with the teams, so. teams doing really well in the league, um, numbers growing. We've yeah. we've got to the point where um, we want to add a men's third team. So we've yeah. got numbers, 
but we don't know if we can sustain it. So next year, we decided not to officially enter a third team, but next year we've um, we've put an advert out onto the Northwest Hockey page about um, other teams potentially in similar situations looking for friendlies. Yeah. So we can almost have like an unofficial third team this year, just playing friendly yeah. games. Um, and then if we can sustain it for the year, and it doesn't affect the first team and second team yeah. with number numbers-wise, then we can potentially add a third team next year. Absolutely. And with the friendlies, they don't have to be a Saturday, they don't have to be a Sunday, it could be a midweek, could be yeah. whatever you can get the pitch availability for. And I think that's the, the big the big ask, isn't it now? Because leagues have always asked us to play Saturday, then cup matches Sunday and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, from, from my perspective, I think that's great. But actually, if we can do something in midweek, how, how I can't play on Saturday at the moment. I've, you know, I've got so much commitments, but could could I play in midweek on a Thursday night regularly? Possibly, you know, could I block that out and then that be, uh, you know, like a, a bit of fun somewhere and stuff like that. And that that's where you want to be. You want to be looking because the amount of people that just want to come train and have some competition but can't play a Saturday or can't regularly play a Saturday um, is 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 high from yeah. what I can understand. So. Um, yeah, some that's great stuff though, isn't it? Getting getting yeah. into the uh, you know getting into that position for your club to be now thinking about that one year into your three to five year plan is is great. Links with the university is obviously strong. You're going to try and make stronger. So you know overall, Southport have uh, benefited massively from having you back, which um, I'm sure they're very grateful for. I think they are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, that leads us into the thinking coach. Come on then, let's go into this a little bit. Um, you're obviously out in Germany, you're struggling a bit with language, you've decided that you wanted to put stuff down on sort of Instagram, as you mentioned there, and it's not just on Instagram now, is it? It's on all social media platforms. So um, do you want to give us a bit of info of what it is? What are you sharing? Um, it was like I said before, it was it was really an outlet. I'd had all these, um, had all these notes from books um and session plans and drawings and i just thought you know what this this might be of use to someone i don't it could be the use to one person or 10 yeah. people so i just thought why not i'll put it on instagram um I, I called it the thinking coach because i think a lot about coaching it's that yeah. simple um and it sort of just took off a bit from there so i think i've just, I've just got over a thousand followers on instagram yeah. um it's amazing and it's and it's just gonna keep going, I think. So I do a bit of the camps now, yeah. Um, which helps fund uh, myself being a full time coach now, which is yeah. quite something I didn't think I'd ever be able to do, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I just put on stuff to do with the, the coaching that I'm doing in schools. So it could be quick stick sessions, um, just doodles from one to one sessions. Yeah. Um, at the start, I did a bit about nutrition, and then that sort of dipped away because I thought, I know what, I don't really know that much about nutrition i just yeah. if it's colorful and it's green it's probably healthy for you yeah. um <laughs> yeah and then just sort of blogging what i do is um maybe you'll see something from game day that's as easy as that yeah um at the minute i'm looking sort of towards the get i'm looking to uh, add some t-shirts that kind of thing yeah um some custom grips on there that's that's it really it's not i just want to sort of share and connect with others about what i'm really doing so I don't think um, I don't think many people get the the chance or the opportunity to be a full time hockey coach who haven't sort of played at an international level. I think that definitely helps. Mm. Um, whereas I'm just trying to I'm trying to make it happen really. 
you're not trying you are making it happen Connor. that's what you're doing yeah. you're making it happen which is brilliant um i remember what seeing one of the first things that you did on on instagram and i remember it looked like it was a a tree that had sort of fallen down and you'd taken a bit off the tree you dragged it somewhere and you would you were doing a little bit about rebounding and you just used the tree yeah. i don't yeah yeah that was in germany um yeah. So uh, we were really lucky at the pitch. So the pitch had a almost like a, a five five aside pitch, but it was hockey specific. Yeah. Um, and it was the club was located in like pretty much in the woods. Yeah. And I remember a tree, uh, a few branches falling down. I thought, you know, what, I'm just going to get creative. Put this. <laughs> you did. You did. I remember thinking. <laughs> well, you know, you, yeah. But that that's definitely what you are. You're a creative coach. You've been thinking about things and you just blog in what what that is and I think it's great that for other people to be able to see and share that and obviously see you for me I'm able to see the journey not only as the thinking coach but also what's going on at Southport which is brilliant um yeah uh you know social media wise that's raising profile for everybody that's great that's helping with the club you're obviously saying what schools you're going into at times as well so you do name a few schools which is brilliant they're getting a bit of coverage um I just started early to be honest (laughs) Yeah, a bit of a journey already. Um, with all the stuff going on here, and then university, then yeah, uh, working at Oakham, Australia, Germany. I just wish I started earlier, but yeah, it's hopefully it just continues to grow. Um, I may add some other coaches to it, that kind of thing. I'm open to that. I'm really just sort of open to wherever it goes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's really really useful. Hopefully, people will have a look at Southport. Have a look at what we've just mentioned there about you know creating the school links you know university link developing a, an ethos within an adult section i think that's great and then also flip it on the other side and have a look at the thinking coach and what you do and just grab some ideas and, and question you which i have you know i've also seen on other social media sites people have asked you questions you're happy to share some ideas of, of where you see that going which is you know again fantastic to see and i think the finally for you this year if we talked about you as a an individual you've obviously had the challenge of uh getting into the player pathway development center academy center type stuff in your local area then you've obviously been part of performance center uh i met you the other week again when you were just starting your acp journey and then asked you a week ago of how your head was after right. day one so for you there's a there's a huge a lot of learning that's still going on yeah so there's loads to obviously for people to, to sort of get in touch with and start sharing but um how are you feeling about things now that you've been back in the uk a year um i'm, I'm definitely in the right place yeah definitely in the right place um yeah like i said before i just wanted to put everything that i've learned from what i've done so far into one project and i've sort of got that at the minute um yeah the performance center stuff this year has been that sort of blew my mind a bit because i never i never got to that that sort of standard as a player I think I got a trial for JRPC, what it was back in the day, and then I didn't really hear anything more from that. Um, so going in and coaching at that sort of similar level, I was a bit, ooh, I, I didn't know, I don't know if the players are going to listen to me. That was like sort of the conversations I'm having in my head at first. But the, this, this year has um, been really, really good working with Robin and Nick. And they've definitely sort of, every time I have this drive back, I've just got questions and I've got, ideas in my head and all these things that I can try at club coaching um yeah it's been really really um sort of beneficial for me as I'm trying to go from a, a good coach to a great coach I guess yeah. and that's great it's great to 
to hear. Um, I find it quite mad that you didn't get into JLPC. I mean, uh, I was I was a big advocate of you when you first I first saw you and you were doing your bits and pieces, and we came brought you into the British College side, and then obviously went on to play for Hallam first team. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, how how did that ever sort of happen? But that is. You know, people probably ask the same thing around me now as a coach and watching it and going, how is this person not getting selected for, for, for in the player pathway and, and stuff like that? And I think it's just what you see. And I know that we've got the talent development framework, which massively helps us now and about shaping and seeing what individuals are. But I think that just shows you just how talented that you, you know, really are and how great it is to have you. So I used to blame it on being age locked. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I think one thing we haven't spoke about is though is how, how hockey first got you. Yeah, this is this was an interesting yeah, story, I mean, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. So um, when on the ACP on the first day, um, Demi made us do a uh, how would you call it like a graph of your high points and lows throughout your life. And um, when I did that, and then I look back at something at the start, I, I, it's it kind of blew my mind a bit. So one of the first low points of sort of my life was not getting picked for football at um, a primary school but then shortly after that I had such a massive high point I remember the exact moment of going up to that board and seeing that you're in the A-team for hockey and I was like oh my god I've got picked for the team and that, that was the year six and I was just a massive high point I remember like going home and just being buzzing and telling my mom telling my dad that kind of thing and then so yeah that, I, was, I was saying it to you uh, the other day that you were yeah yeah so, yeah um, I just find it uh, quite, you know, it's taken you until, what, two weeks ago to sort of recognise that information. But The reason why I'm still doing hockey and probably why I love doing hockey so much is because hockey took me in, whereas football didn't. Yeah. Which, I've got a passion for football, but it's, yeah. hockey is my thing, isn't it? So Shows you how important first impressions, welcoming a new person is to a club. And I think that then will now help you as well with Southport. Don't know what the yeah. welcome was like before, but you'll probably be more conscious around that now. So so just before we finish, next 12 months, what do you see as the, the thing? We've obviously mentioned about festivals for Southport. Is there anything else that you've got on the agenda for Southport? Um, just doing more camps throughout the year. Yeah. Um, trying to get into other schools. So there's a, um, so the high school I went to, uh, again, is down the road and it's an all boys school and they've got huge numbers there. So I went and had a meeting with them uh, a few weeks ago and they say next year they have 190 year sevens going in next year. Um, so they would look into um, run hockey just for year sevens. And you can imagine if they've got 190 year sevens and it's all the way up to year 11, how many kids, how many, how many boys are under two miles away from the hockey club. Yeah. Such a massive opportunity to catch some players there. So, um, yeah, trying to get in that school, trying to get into um, a school called Skersbrick Hall down the road as well, okay. um, about five or six miles away. Um, they are a, not a boarding school, but a private school, I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to push hockey as well. So just try and broaden what we're trying to do at the minute, I guess. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. And then thinking coach-wise, you've already mentioned about bringing out a bit of merchandise, carrying on what you're doing. Is there anything else that you're, uh, you're looking to do? Um just trying to get more interactions with people, I guess. I mean, it's you can put out posts and say stuff like, um, tell us what you think. You never really get any comments back. So I guess I might might start doing what you do, prodding people on Twitter a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do, well, don't do, my advice would be don't always do 
Yeah. So, uh, um, I, I did prod a few people. Yes, you're right. But it's only just to find out. I'm just curious of what. I think my biggest thing here would be, and this, you know, it's a learning point for anybody. And re- people may wonder why I do do it. Uh, you you put something on there about what a great day you've had. Yeah. I'm curious as a coach of like, and I always have been a bit like this in the fact of if I had a good day, what is it that's made it good? If I've had a bad day, what is it that's made it bad? And do you actually recognise if I go somewhere to watch? If I came to watch you coach, I'd want to pick pick up things and I'd want to know and I'd want to go. That's a great activity, but does that activity fit my players possibly not where what could i do what am i actually taking away from you it won't be anything to do with the activity a lot of people take away the activity it's not really the activity i probably would take away something that you do so for instance the way that you've interacted with people might be the way that you've challenged certain individuals how you've stretched or developed the lower end within that session you know how how you've supported people i'm just really curious of like a lot of people go and watch something, think that's a brilliant session. Next thing you see that exact same session, and then they're going, I don't understand why it doesn't work. Well, different people. So it's not necessarily the session. It's more about what is it that you're going to take away to, to sort of implement. And that's all. That's the only reason I do it, just to try and figure out. Because some people put something on and they've probably not even thought about what is it they're going to take into their own coaching. They've just seen something great. And they're probably not actually that bothered. But I, I am. I'm really keen to find out what, what is it that you could, you could do. Doing as well. Um, Sorry, it's just, I just think that on social media as well, a lot of people just share the good points. Yeah, they do. Yeah, happens, they don't really share the downfalls. So yeah. if you're digging deeper into that, I think that's people are going to learn a lot more because if you're trying to make people think a lot more about their own coaching, that's going to be beneficial for them. But then I also do it with people that put on about like a, a club event. So they put something on and it'll be like, great, you know, what, what was the success? What were the challenges? If you did it again, what would you do differently? Um, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, I appreciate that then that leaves me open to people asking me those questions and I'm, I'm happy to answer those. And um, I am definitely not a fountain of knowledge at all. I just am a curious individual. I don't mean any harm by my questions, <laughs> although some people aren't very happy with those questions. So um, hence why we did a podcast as well, because it does share some good stuff and it also shares some challenges. You've spoke about some challenges there. Hopefully we've addressed some of those and you can think some other clubs may now think, oh, I haven't done this or, oh, we did this. And Connor, they might be in touch and go, Connor, actually, we did this and this created a, a load more kids coming from the school delivery. Have you thought about doing it? Something that I haven't even thought about. So, you know, there's there's so much out there. I think it's just good that we can all share. We're only trying to help. And at the end of the day, we've all got the same vision of improving and developing at this wonderful sport that we're all involved in. That's it. That's how it grows, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Cool. Right, we've been nearly 40 minutes already. Look at this, just another ramble and we're another, <laughs> another, another one down. Um, anyone wants to get in contact with you personally, uh, Twitter, um, Facebook uh, and Instagram. Is You've got your Thinking Coach stuff, haven't you? Yeah, if yeah. you go on Instagram, uh, yeah, if you go on Instagram, just type in Thinking Coach, you yeah. can sort of get everything else from there. That's probably okay. cool. Cool, that's great. Um, and obviously you, you do also have your own uh, personal twitter account don't you as well yeah, think, yeah. Uh, so. okay same same just get in touch with um yeah the connor jack j on instagram and again okay. get everything there brilliant brilliant well lovely to catch up um i'll see you again this weekend yeah. so um and uh thanks thanks very much for sharing it's been great yes gary